Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. We thank God it's worthy to be praised. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus is worthy to be praised? Do you believe he's the King of kings and Lord of lords? Do you believe he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end? There was none before him. There's none to come after him. He's your Savior, your Redeemer. He's the one that went to the cross, conquered death and sin. And do you believe that? Because that should that should shift something on the inside of us. When I, when I go to that place of going, I'm flipping that switch. I believe. Yeah, I, I, I actually believe. And what I love about Matt and Nick and our friendship and relationship is, is just the strength of their life based on what they believe. And there's a consistency in their world. And it's, it's not up and then down. And then, it's a, there's a consistency. In, and if I look on at them and, and encouraged and inspired by anything, it's, it's the flow in which they do life. And I know it's a God flow. And, and the awesome thing is that there's a God flow for each of our lives. And when we step into that rhythm and flow, it's, it's like it carries us through life. And no matter what comes at us, no matter what storm we face, no matter what adversity presents itself, we just keep flowing through. And in, and in Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Prayer is that thing that locates us and says, I believe. God, I, I'm reliant on you. It, it locates me, and, and what Melissa shared from Chronicles about, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Humility carries us into the presence of God. So when we pray, we're not demanding. We're, we're seeking a good and loving Father. We're saying, I, I come to you because I don't have what I need in this situation, but I know you do, and I know you can, and I know you will, and I know you want to. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And there's somebody here today, as we were worshipping, I felt like God said, there's somebody here, you're, you're desperate and you're at your end. The saying is at our wit's end. But God wants to meet with you today. And I want to encourage you to still yourself now, after service, when you lay on your bed and just say, God, speak to me. Because he wants to pour into your life. It says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. God wants to fill people up afresh tonight. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we love you. You are magnificent. You are glorious. You're, you're, our, you're our Father. And we come to just glorify your name, to lift high the name of Jesus in this hall tonight. God, have your way in our lives. We've got plans and purposes and we, we say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but we don't even know if we have tomorrow. So God, right now, we take this moment to be in the moment with you. Father, for those that need healing, physical healing in their body, in this room tonight, God, let it be done. By your stripes, we are healed. For those that need emotional healing, Lord, relational healing, Lord God, and hurts and wounds removed. Father, right now we cast our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. 
God, we love you. Why don't you just thank him this evening? Why don't you just thank him? So thank you, Lord. Grab your seats. And as you do, could you just thank these guys, George, Legends, Kel, and Justin. And uh, I know it doesn't look like much, but I've got to tell you, there's a lot that goes into a service. And for the last few weeks, I've been sitting with Vicky, who puts together. So in the background, before we get to service, the whole service has to be put together for the screens and for the, the pre-roll and for the kids going out and then we get it all together and then Justin comes and starts running everything so I just want to acknowledge and thank our team Ange who arranges so much Justin, Kel, all the guys, can we put our hands together just thank everybody that does so much behind the scenes and uh, it's good hey, you glad to be in the house of God? This is what life is actually about putting aside what we may choose to do to say, God, you're number one. God, I'm coming to sit in your presence. I, I could be surfing or I could be at a restaurant or I could be somewhere, but I'm choosing the house of God. And I want to I want to salute you. I want to champion you and say, good choice. Yeah, Great choice, positioning yourself in the presence of God. And the title of my message tonight is Prayer Power. Everybody say prayer power. James says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. And that's not prayer of the convincing or prayer of the, the, the strong or prayer of the... That's prayer of the righteous. And the amazing thing is I can do nothing to make myself righteous. I can't earn righteousness. I can't achieve righteousness. The only thing I can do is trust in Jesus Christ. And Romans says that we're made righteous by our faith in Christ. So as you pray, you can pray confident prayers, knowing that as you believe in him, he does a work on your behalf. Amen. So like Liz said, for the next seven days, we would love you uh, to commit to some form of fasting. And as you fast, not just don't eat lunch, but as you don't eat lunch, pray. Focus on God. God, if you'll speak to me, I'll listen. And whatever you'll say, I'll do. And and converse with God. The awesome thing is prayer isn't just a shopping list. uh, And prayer isn't just, uh, I I need this. Prayer is a conversation with God. And he wants to have a a daily conversation with you. Amen. And I had had a great time catching up with, with Andrew over lunch yesterday. And... He made a statement, and, and we all know the scripture, but it, it just rings true in, in, in this moment, in this message. It says, well, we fight not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Yeah. And the reality is, as much as somebody may come against you, or an attitude, or an edict, or a mandate, or something, else, we're not fighting yeah. flesh and blood. Yeah. We, in this life, we're fighting principalities and powers. There is an enemy that is real, yeah. and he hates you. But there is a God that is more powerful and he loves you. He is for you and not against you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the way we fight these powers is through prayer. There's nothing you can do in your physical being or in your intellect that will take down these principalities and powers. The only thing you can do is seek him and find him and wait on him for him to move on your behalf. And John Wesley, who was a great 19th century revivalist, he said this, God does nothing 
but by prayer and everything with it. God does nothing but by prayer. God is sovereign, totally sovereign in the earth. He spoke and created when there was nothing. Hovering over darkness where there was there was an a, a expanse of nothingness, God spoke and created, but then he gave man free will. So he allows us to do life as we do life, and there is good and there is evil, but God does nothing but in response to prayer, but everything with it. Are you praying? Yeah. Are you seeking him? Are you petitioning heaven? Are you are you opening wide your mouth so that God can fill your mouth with his words to be spoken into the earth? And, and, I, and I ask you that because it says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light, you. You are a chosen generation. No, not me. You don't know me. You don't know what well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know my past. You don't know my upbringing. You don't know the hurt that I carry. You don't know the brokenness on the inside. I'm smiling on the outside, but on the inside, know you. Yeah. God wants to use you to proclaim His goodness in the earth. And as we seek Him, as we pray to Him, as we humble ourselves, it says, it, it, it says, if you will humble yourself, comma and pray, and seek my face. Yeah. But so humility is the precursor, but then we have to pray. Yeah. And then we have to seek his face. Yeah. So I'm not just praying for what I want. I'm praying for God. I, I want you, and I want to see you, and I want to know your will, and that's what I'm going to pray towards. I'm going to pray towards your will, not just my desires. And uh, I, I shared this a little while ago, but we, we got a, a new car about a year ago, and the first car that we've ever had that has a proximity key. The proximity key means I can leave the key in my pocket and just go out and touch the handle and the door, the car will open. I can, I can leave the key in my pocket and I can shut the door and push a button and the car will lock. And I got a revelation of God is there. He just wants us to reach out. He, we have access to God. Prayer accesses God. I don't need a key, and I did this last time, but I don't have to be it. Or beep beep. Or, or beep or beep beep. I can just reach out. And God is waiting for each of us just to reach out. But so often I'm fumbling around trying to find my keys as my point of access to do I have to talk to one of the pastors to get them to pray on my behalf? Do I have to? No, no, you can just reach out. And, and he's open to you. His arms open wide. Jesus is waiting. God is waiting for us to cry out to him. Yeah. And we all have prayers. And we all know others that are suffering and going through tough times. Can I, can I encourage us, church, let's not be selfish. Let's not do life just for ourselves. Let's live for others. Let's have eyes that see, ears that hear. Uh, let, let's do something that costs us something for the betterment of another. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And uh, I was thinking about this in, in regards to prayer. Why would, we, why would we pray and fast? Why would we seek God? And just like an old-school scuba diver oxygen line, you get the picture in your head where you've got the glass bulb over my head and I've got a light, big line going up to the, the, the boat, the, you know, a vintage, not a tank on the back, but a, a line to the boat, line to the surface. Uh, our spirit man needs to commune with God. Yeah. Prayer is our oxygen line to heaven. Prayer is our connection point to heaven. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard, but there's a 
a generally accepted rule of threes. And it says this, it says you can survive three weeks without food, you can survive three days without drinkable water, you can survive three hours in a harsh environment in the, in the snow where you're, where you're exposed to the snow and elements, but you can only survive three minutes without breathable air. That, that at the end of the day, you, we, will, we will become brain dead. We will, we will die. If we don't have air in our lungs, oxygenating our blood, we will die. And it's about a three-minute window, maybe four, maybe five, but, but for the most part, there's a, there's a short time frame, a short window, and spiritually, we can't survive. You will not survive the, the, the onslaught of the principalities and powers that come against you if you don't pray. We need to pray, church. It's time to pray. It's time for the church to rise. It's, I, I can, Jesus is coming back. It, 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 that, that's, it's pro, for as many times that it were prophesied that he would come the first time, there's you know, 70 odd times that he will come back again. Jesus is going to, I, I want to be a church that's known for seeking his will for the salvation of souls, for the lost, for the broken, for the hurting, for those in our community, for those in our families, for those that we work with, that, that we're actually praying for them. And, and don't answer this, but let me ask you this is, when was the last time you, you prayed for somebody's salvation? Not led them into salvation, but actually just prayed for them, lifted them, God laid them on your heart, and you just started praying for them. That you just start, you know, God, I'm I'm standing in the gap. They may not be strong enough for themselves, so I'm going to stand in the gap on them. When was the last time you did that? Because it says in Matthew 28, it says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. The, 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 the making of a disciple starts in prayer. When we start praying for them to be, their heart to be softened, their, to be open up for opportunity to speak into their world and to love on them and be generous with them. Amen? Amen. And the awesome thing is God's given you authority in life, dominion. He says, let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. He said, go and have dominion over every other thing that I've created. Go and have the, you've been created to have dominion in life. You've been given authority, but the devil wants that authority. And it's up to you. And I want to encourage you, step out, up into it. Step out in it. Don't be afraid to take what's rightfully yours in life. And the way you take a hold of and the way you operate in this authority that you have is to pray, yeah. is to stay connected to God. And, and what I've come to realize in life is that prayer produces, yeah. but fear consumes. Yeah. So when I don't step out and I don't press forward and I don't... Fear produce, uh, prayer produces, but fear consumes. Prayer transfers, but fear attracts. So, so prayer it says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. I, I, I cast my cares upon God by praying to God. So it's transferring, but, but fear attracts, and I hold on to it. I get weighed down and burdened by the things and cares of life. And Matthew says, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about today. That, tomorrow's got enough worry of its own. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Prayer releases, but fear holds tight. Prayer empowers, but fear deflates. Uh, prayer sees, but fear blinds. Uh, prayer clarifies, but fear distorts. And the thing is, the devil wants to, is, is the prince of lies. Yeah. He, he wants to lie to you daily, to hold you bound, limited, minimized in life, so you can't be all that God has created you to be. And like we heard a few weeks ago, we're called to be salt and light. And like Pam shared the other day, is that, that you don't put a lamp under a bushel or under, you put it on a stand for all to see. Let your light so shine. 
Luke 9, 1 says, you have power and authority over all demons, over the principality. You have power right now where you are over all um, demons. I love that. You have power and authority. You're not weak. You're not inept. You're not you know, lacking what you need. You have every. If you have Christ, it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But I position myself in that place where I can see that and receive that, comprehend that and believe it when I pray. And you know what? I, I don't know. Does anybody love praying and fasting? <laughs> I used to I used to fast for 10 days straight, nothing but water. When I was young, like when I was first saved, and I'd do that multiple times a year, just for 10 days, nothing but water. But I, I, I think of prayer and fasting, and I think of fast food. I, like nowadays, I'm like, mate, all right, let's. Noah's joining us in this prayer and fast. He goes to McDonald's every day. <laughs> no, he, no, he doesn't. He, doesn't. he really doesn't. But nobody likes prayer and fasting. No, like. Yeah. They don't be located today. Someone, somebody's Somebody. It's hard, but it's good. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's hard, but there's rewards at the end of it. God meets you at that place of sacrifice and says, let's talk. Let's get some business done. And when God gets business done, it stays done. Uh, we access the power through prayer and fasting, disconnecting with the world and connecting with God. So... I just want to ask us the question today and encourage us, are you passionate about prayer? Are you desperate for God to move in your world? Like a woman crawling on her hands and knees over, over gravel and, and through mud and against cultural norm to, to reach the hem of Jesus' garment, knowing in herself that if she reached that garment, she would be healed, that power would flow towards her life. How desperate are you for more of God in your life? How desperate are you to see the lost one to Christ, the broken healed. How, how desperate are we, church, to see God move in the earth? And, you know, it, the Apostle Paul, the great apostle that wrote two-thirds of the, the New Testament, he said in 1 Timothy 2, he said, I wish that all men would lift up holy hands in prayer. I, I wish that all... So, so who should pray? Should it just be the leaders Because and the pastors? Because that's that's our title. That's what we should... Should, should it be the leaders and those that, well, I've got a connect leader, so they should just pray for me. It should, it should be the ministers and, and, and the bishops and the everybody should pray. Everybody should pray. You need to pray. You need to you need to pray. You need to pray daily. You need to pray passionately. You need to pray intently, seeking him, looking to him, wanting him. Because when you do that, you know, Melissa shared the other week out of um, Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. When you don't know what to pray, Jesus. When you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit, who intercedes on our behalf. Can I encourage you, church, that the way we will see the world one to Christ is to seek him and find him, to pray his will into the earth. And prayer accesses heaven, and it creates this clear communication channel to God. That's what prayer does, and I'm hoping to paint some mental pictures for you today of what prayer is, because it doesn't have to be dry, and it doesn't have to be boring, and it doesn't have to be arduous. It can be, it's a lifeline. Prayer is our lifeline, our spiritual lifeline to all that God has for us. And 
Melissa shared it, but in Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayer made in that place. That's unbelievable. That's the God of the universe saying, if you will humble yourself before me, if you will pray and seek me, if you will let go of all those other things in your life, I will hear your prayer and I will answer your prayer. Mark 11, 23 says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you will have them. Yeah. So I don't have to live with pride and I don't have to uh, hide my past. I can humble myself. Peter says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. That, that, that humility is a choice. And you know what? I don't want to be humbled. I want to humble myself because I'm telling you, it hurts a lot more when you're humbled than when you go, I've messed up, I made a mistake, I'm not perfect, I'm sorry. When we humble ourselves, God's like, I can do something with this. I hear that prayer, I'll answer that prayer, I'll move on your behalf. Amen? Your prayers are powerful. And uh, why pray? If God already knows, and this is what the scripture says, God knows what you need before you ask it. If he knows what I need before I ask it, why do I have to ask it? <laughs> What God, like, honestly, what's going on? Are we playing games? He's like, no, I just want you to know what you want. When he comes to Bartimaeus and says, what do you want? Ching, ching, ching. Ching, ching, ching. He's got his beggar's clothes on. He's sitting on the side. What? He's blind. What do you think I want? What do you think I want? And sometimes I think we go through life. What do you think I want, God? You've seen my marriage. You've seen my finances. You've seen my health. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? Have you articulated to God what you want? Because he will only do what you empower him to do. He won't be go beyond your will. You can stay in your pity party. You can stay in the past. You can stay in your brokenness or you can throw off the identification on your life, the labels that have been put on you, the things that have been said about you and say, God, I want to be free. I want to walk towards the future empowered of heaven. I want the spirit of God upon my life. I want to be healed. I, I want my attitude to be changed. I want my mindsets to shift. I want the spirit of God more than I want convenience. Amen? Pray because prayer works. Pray because prayer is powerful. Pray because prayer doesn't just shift circumstances, it shifts us. Do you know that? I can be ticked at somebody and I start to pray for them and then that shifts. Because I'm praying, God, listen. God, you get them, you know, they don't deserve it, but get them. But then my heart starts to shift and soften. I go, either do I. I don't deserve it either. We need to pray to shift us to see them like Jesus does. And that's what prayer and fasting does. It, it shifts me out of, out of preset mindsets and ideas, it, out of rhythms and routines that may not be right. They might not be right off, but they may just be one or two degrees off what God wants me to be looking at. But I recalibrate and I recenter myself when I seek Him and find Him and I look to Him. And so, right now, whatever you're facing, I want to encourage you to pray. Good, bad, or ugly. Whatever you're facing. And I just wrote this down if you've lost vision, pray. If you've lost passion, pray. If, you've, if you feel directionless, pray. If you feel confused, pray. If you feel sick, pray. If you need a miracle, pray. If you want to get closer to God, pray. If you want to help somebody else and you don't know how to help them, pray. Because God will show you. 
He will give you what you need in every situation you find yourself. Just pray. And I've been the recipient of people's prayers over the years, and it's blown me away. I've only known after the fact, and but, but I, somebody said something, or I look, and they've got, we were praying for you through that situation. I said, tell me about how you were praying for it. They said, well, we prayed for this, this, and this. And I can recall what was happening when they were praying that this, this, and this was happening. And, and we can do that for others. We can pray for our city because we declare God is coming. Revival is coming. Can I tell you, revival is coming through you, through me, through the church standing up and declaring boldly the goodness of God, the word of God, the truth of God, and then stepping out into it. It doesn't just happen. God moves in our moving. He does in our doing. As we pray, God goes to action. God does nothing but in response to prayer. And I, I received a message not too long ago. <clears throat> it was a text message that simply said this. Hey there, just sense to be praying for you guys. Feel to pray for a significant breakthrough in some stuff. Just reminding you that God has totally got it. It's already done, actually. Have a great weekend. That text shifted a whole lot of stuff in my mindsets that set me on a different trajectory. And, and that was an amazing day. That shifted things. I did nothing but was the recipient of a text message and prayer. We can shift things in people's worlds. You know people right now that are addicted, that are broken, that are weighed down, that are they can't get breakthrough in life. Be the breakthrough on their behalf. As you pray and fast this week, ask God, who should I be praying for? Who, need, who needs my prayer, God? And then pray and pray and pray. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. So use your tongue. Open your mouth. Declare what will be and it will be. And I was thinking that there are more reasons to pray than not to pray. That's true. Yeah. If, if you think through what, what's going on in your world right now, there are more reasons to pray than not to pray. And we can stick our head in the sand, but God wants you to pray. It says in James 5, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, it did not rain on the land, three years, six months. And he prayed again, the heaven gave rain, the earth produced its fruit. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. If you read through the scriptures, you see there were, there were moments in time where Elijah was suicidal. He was fully man. He wasn't just some supernatural. He was a man, a prophet. He was God's man, but he was also man. He had the same emotions, the same mindsets, the same fears, the same, woe is me. But it says he prayed and this happened. Yeah. And he prayed and that happened. You shift things in the heavenlies. Yeah. You shift things in the spirit realm when you pray. Church, let's pray. Yeah. Church, let's utilize the, the weapons that we've been given. And, and my pastor, Pastor Phil Pringle, he over many years he said, all the church has to give to anybody is faith, the word of God, prayer, and community. But if people have that, they've got everything they need to live a successful, joyous life. And, and so this is a community of faith, and we will always preach the word. But I want to encourage you, pray. Seek him. Find him. You know, prayer, I wrote this down, that prayer transports us beyond the present into the presence and peace of God himself. I, I can get so bogged down in present day situation, circumstance, storms, whatever's going on, that I don't, I don't experience his presence. But he says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. This, when I'm talking about praying, I'm not talking 24, I'm talking about 
Is it five minutes? Is it ten minutes? Is it halfway? What What are you going to set aside where there's no distraction, no technology, no interference, no other conversation, no scrolling, no, it's just you and God? Because I guarantee you do that and you set that up as a habit in your life and you will change your life. You will change your, you will change your relationships. You, you will see opportunities that you haven't seen before. You will step into things and take a hold of things by faith that you never would if you didn't seek him. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, just pray. That's too easy. Don't worry, pray. No, no, it has to be more than that. No, don't worry, just pray. But I want to worry. I've got, I've got to hold on to something. I've got to have an excuse. I've got to have a reason. But why don't we let go of excuses? Why don't we let go of reasons why we're not doing and we're not being and we're not achieving when God says you can? 1 Corinthians says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you need a victory in a certain area of your life, thank be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is assured. Victory is yours. You can walk into victory. You just have to walk into victory through Christ. You just have to pay the price of relationship with Christ to get to where you want to be in life. And, and life's not going to be without its troubles and its struggles and its challenges and its mountains and, it, and its valleys. And it's, oh, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil for you or living. Though I'm walking through the valley, I'm, I'm walking through a valley. I should be on the mountaintop. He said, I'll get you to the mountaintop, but we've got to go through this valley first. But I'm, if you keep looking to me, if you keep walking with me, I've already prepared a table for you in, in the presence of your enemies. You get through this. You get to the other side. We've got to do it together. We've got to do it connected. And I read this quote today. It says, sometimes you don't realize the weight of something you've been carrying until you feel the weight of the release. Yeah. And, and I want to encourage you. You're going to find release in life, release of pressure, release of weight, release of things that are holding you down when you pray and you give to God what's his. And prayer is our medium for releasing burdens to God. And honestly, I can tell everybody else what I'm going through and I still and going through it. But I can go to God by myself in my prayer closet, humbly saying, God, I'm broken. God, I'm lacking in this area. God, I need wisdom. God, I need more of you in this situation. And, and I get the answers for what I've been walking through for a long time in a moment in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. You know, why should, when should we pray? Should it be just when we need stuff, when we're going through stuff? Thessalonians says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for your life, that you rejoice always, that you'd be in joy. So in bad situations, you'd be in joy. In tough situations, you'd still have joy. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. It's the thing that's it's ballast in our soul. It's the thing that keeps us upright. It's it's the thing that carries us through the storm. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks. Church, we need to be thankful because there's always something to be learned in the moment. What can I learn in this situation that's going to make me bigger and stronger in the next? Amen. Yeah. I'm going to finish. I've got a lot more, but I'm going to finish. This is looking at me like, oh my gosh. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> Prayer that prevails and prayer that 
is effective needs to be heartfelt prayer, just not shopping list prayer, where it's it's conversational prayer, because God's not a, a welfare mentality God. He God God responds to faith, not needs. Because if He responded to needs, there would be no needs, because He's God and He knows what we need. He responds to faith. He responds to a stepping out and a stepping up. And, and I just want to instill faith in each you. God loves you and he's for you and he wants to answer your prayers and he wants to heal your family and he wants to bring around opportunities to turn situations around and to bring restoration. And, and God is not lacking in any area. He has what we need. And like I said, life will not always be perfect. But we can walk in the perfect timing of God as we seek Him, humbly looking to Him and waiting on Him. I was thinking earlier that prayer was a defining attribute of the life and ministry of Jesus. If Jesus needed to pray and connect and reconnect with His Heavenly Father, so do we. Because faith leaks. I get charged when I'm praying and I'm worshipping and I'm standing in the presence of God, but I leave this place and then faith leaks. It's like I got a little a little hole on the side and I can't I can't plug it. Faith leaks because I get a phone call and then I get a bill and then I scrub out the tire on the curb or I have a rock hit my window and, and, and it shatters the window, whatever. Do you know faith like God, 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 we're taking the world. Oh, hang on, my windscreen just cracked. Oh, I've, I've got a bill that I wasn't. Oh, I had to pay for my daughter's dentistry. Faith leaks. So we've got to recharge. My phone doesn't last forever. My iPad doesn't. I've got to plug it back in. Prayer is our connection point to God. And we're going to, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to bless you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And then it goes on, verse 30. If you seek me, you'll find me when you seek for me. With all your heart, I've got plans and purposes, but you've got to seek me out. You've got to walk close with me. You've got to do life with me for those plans and purposes to outwork themselves in your life. Seek. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.